With the American Rescue Plan Act comes all the work by local officials on how to spend the millions of dollars being pumped into and throughout the U.S. economy. For one U.S. territory, the debate on what exactly to spend this huge infusion of federal assistance on is being played out for the entire community to see, well, not exactly. 661 million reasons to work together or not on That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. You are in the right place. That's it, that's all with me, Sean DiMatato. The podcast is brought to you by our friends at Get LLC. Get LLC is a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm in Micronesia. Do you need video production services? What are the best energy-efficient upgrade options for your commercial facility? Get LLC can help answer those questions and many more. You can find out more about them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Please check them out today. Hello to those listeners checking out the podcast in Bangor, Maine. Also, greetings to those of you listening in Jacksonville, Florida. With each episode, the listenership is growing to include those now listening in Seattle, Washington. Can't forget the listeners across my island home, especially those down the road in Inalahan. Half a day to you all. That's it. That's all. Keeps in mind a very simple format. The podcast is designed to keep you company as you go from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast as you cozy up to your desktop or laptop computers that next workout, or just ahead of that next road trip. Thank you to our friends at redcircle.com and pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, you can find That's It, That's All on iHeartRadio and Pandora. Like, subscribe, or follow the podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. Click those buttons right now. Since the signing of the American Rescue Plan Act by President Joe Biden on March 11, 2021, American communities have been scrambling to push out the $1.9 trillion appropriated to states, territories, and local governments as the coronavirus pandemic continues to devastate the health and economic well-being of every U.S. citizen. The headlines in newspapers and local television news broadcasts from coast to coast are focusing on the total amount of funds their respective state, territory, and local government is receiving as a result of this newly enacted law. Also, the stories are focusing on what the monies will in fact be spent on. News on the ARPA projects are ranging from tax relief assistance in Minnesota to pandemic impacts in Kentucky to the expansion of high-speed internet for schools and businesses in Oregon. The analysis on the public policy is as wide-ranging as more and more eyes are looking at the statute and rules. In an April 14, 2021 online article, Kenneth Wong of the Brookings Institution noted that, quote, policy actors have a unique opportunity to address structural inequalities by making timely investments in the street-level service delivery system, such as schools and classrooms, public transit, 
water supply system, street safety, mental health clinics, parks and recreation facilities, nursing homes, and job training sites, close quote. In a February 5th, 2021 op-ed in the Washington Post, former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers wrote, quote, fiscal stimulus for COVID-19 relief can be a landmark achievement that helps the American economy turn the corner. But despite its scale, the limited scope of the Biden plan means that it must be a beginning and not an end. As its final details are crafted, it will be essential to carefully consider how the choices we make now may constrain what we are able to achieve in the future. Close quote. Earlier this month, Max Guinness of the UBI Center wrote an op-ed in the Hill newspaper noting, quote, the American Rescue Plan lifted millions out of poverty and charted a new course for economic assistance by emphasizing direct cash relief. Let's apply its lessons by designing future American policy programs around the defining features of universal basic income, unconditionality, universality, and cash. Close quote. The news and the opinion will be written far and wide over the next year on the passage of the American Rescue Plan Act and how these funds are spent in every American community. There is a thought that the focus won't be so much on the political means that got the act passed, along strict party lines with little debate on Capitol Hill. The focus will shift, and shift hard, to the implementation of the law by states and territories. No question that the American economy was just getting back on track with some reopenings in Republican-led states. A trickle was being seen in Democrat-led states. The trickle was turning up to a medium poor at the end of February nationwide, anchored by widespread closures. With the many priorities, with the many ideas, what will the next 30 to 90 days mean for the government's implementation of the American Rescue Plan Act? The list will grow, so will the cynicism. There has never been a public law that has flooded the American economy with so much money. Fiscal hawks have had their wings plucked. The national debt of the U.S., as of this podcast, is now pegged at $23.3 trillion and counting with each passing second and minute of this podcast. The priorities may seem simple in the middle of the pandemic emergency response. What is not so simple will be some folks' interpretation of the interim final rule of the American Rescue Plan Act as issued by the U.S. Department of the Treasury on May 10th. 2021. Plenty of policy wonks will be tugging and pulling decision makers nationwide one way or the other in the coming days, weeks, and months ahead. Lobbyists and special interest groups will be in on the reindeer games too. Reporting requirements will still need to be completed. Full disclosure on plans to execute, though, could be another story everywhere, especially for the U.S. territory of Guam where such is being questioned at every level as of late. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. 
They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. The American Rescue Plan Act, or what is being referred to as the ARPA, set aside millions of dollars to the U.S. territories and was divided among them in a host of different ways, not just in the near term, but for the next couple of years. International law firm Aiken, Gump, Strauss, Hauer, and Feld wrote in March that, quote, the Joint Committee on Taxation estimates that the permanent changes will provide $14.8 billion to individuals and families in the U.S. territories over the next decade. Close quote. Their article, U.S. Insular Areas Included in the American Rescue Plan, is a great 10,000-foot level read that discusses how the U.S. territories and our brothers and sisters of the freely associated states are getting what they have described as unprecedented resources. I would agree. When then-President Barack Obama signed the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009 into law, or the ARA law, many, me included, felt that the $787 billion then was a huge infusion of federal cash in hopes to create jobs and and invest in infrastructure that many governors around the country were saying at the time was sorely needed in America. I had just been appointed as Deputy Chief of Staff to former Guam Governor Felix Camacho. One of my first tasks, directly work with the Guam Department of Education, University of Guam, and Guam Community College on spending the $82.9 million of ARA funding set aside for shovel-ready projects of the territory's education system. Now, the State Fiscal Stabilization Fund effort was one of many others pushed for Guam as part of the ARA program a decade ago. The effort then was led by now President of the United States, Joe Biden. While another act looms on the horizon that is similar to the 2009 law, the American Rescue Plan Act really is pushing out money all over the U.S. that has never been seen before. Some are calling it historic. Some are calling it bad economic policy. Regardless, the 3.5 million Americans of the U.S. territories will each qualify for $1,400 in recovery rebates as part of the American Rescue Plan Act. Putting this into perspective, in Puerto Rico, where the median household income there in 2019 was approximately $20,000, that $1,400 stimulus payment to the largest territory to all qualifying individuals there in the short term makes this effort very important to that struggling community where COVID-19 is really taking its toll. The new law expands and funds the earned income tax credit in all the territories. The previously unfunded federal mandate will now, among other things, raise the tax credit for adults without children and raise income limits. Communications Director Richard Mata Jr. of the Office of the Governor of the U.S. Virgin Islands in a March or a mid-March press briefing told reporters then what the ARPA means for our Caribbean brothers and sisters. He said, quote, to highlight what this means for the territory, the earned income tax credit creates 
a $20 million shortfall in tax revenue each tax year for the territory and is a major contributor to the USVI's backlog in paying timely tax refunds. Director Mata adding, because our mirror of the U.S. tax code requires the USVI to pay out more than $20 million in tax credits annually for tax revenue it does not collect, this provision in the American Rescue Plan not only gives the working poor in our territory a financial boost, but it also provides critical support to our government in meeting this mandate of the mirror tax code. Close quote. American Samoa received $49 million in grant funding under the American Rescue Plan Act to be used by the Child Care Division of the Department of Human and Social Services. Samoa News quoted Governor Limanu Mauga on the infusion of cash, quote, like child care supplemental funds that have been made available to us through the CARES Act and the Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental Appropriations Act, ARPA resources will also be dedicated to addressing the needs of child care providers and families resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. Close quote. With the amounts of money being seen nationwide, there has been a call for more transparency. There is a provision in the U.S. Treasury rule from May 10th that speaks to this. The rule, quote, urges state, territorial, tribal, and local governments to engage their constituents and communities in developing plans to use these payments given the scale of funding and its potential to catalyze broader economic recovery and rebuilding. Close quote. This is the most interesting of parts to this particular rule. The word urges can be taken in so many different ways. There is at least one interpretation of this rule that I believe will guide the majority of decision-making processes at state houses all across the nation. One example, one a bit closer to home. The Marianas Variety reported on March 23, 2021, that CNMI Governor Ralph Torres said the American Rescue Plan Act that was passed by the Democratic members of the U.S. Congress and signed into law by Democratic President Joe Biden does not require state and territorial legislatures to appropriate the federal funds that the states and territories will receive under the new law. The Northern Marianas was allocated $515 million under the act. Torres said under the American Rescue Plan Act, the federal funds must be spent on the critical priorities of the states and territories. Bottom line, Governor Torres will make sure that those funds are spent. He will execute the law keeping as close to the intent of the rule as possible. As the governor, he has that mandate, something Guam Governor Lou Leon Guerrero has too, that our Guam legislature does not have. There are many similarities that the Leon Guerrero administration has with these funds as we did during the Camacho administration with ERA funds a decade ago. The funds are a result of a political action and it will be politics that will guide the use of these funds locally that everyone will be watching with a keen eye, pandemic or not. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. 
Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. It was a uh, little factoid that was overlooked in a previous podcast on this particular speech. In her March 2021 State of the Island Address, Guam Governor Lou Leon Guerrero noted near the end of the annual policy rollout that Guam will receive $661 million from President Biden's American Rescue Plan Act and that, quote, this will allow us to put money into the hands of our people, put employees back to work, help small businesses and nonprofit organizations, and build a new hospital. This package will also give my administration the flexibility to recover lost revenues and strengthen our ability to provide improved government services to our people. Close quote. As the law is in full swing, many locally recently have been clamoring to the governor, where is your plan? To me, she already laid out her plan via the State of the Island Address. It is her policy plan and direction for the year. Two sentences. It is not quantity. It surely is quality, though. But the masses want details. Where are the details? On May 7, 2021, the Guam legislature sent to the governor a letter signed by each and every member, all 15. The letter spelled out the priorities of Guam's legislative branch that spends all $661 million. Details. Senators call it direct assistance. $68 million for individuals and families, which is half for a one-time payment to the residents of Guam and the other half for grants to small businesses. Senators call out $200 million for a new hospital in Guam. Lawmakers want to see 341 mil used to fix Guam's roads, customs costs, land agency work, and water rate adjustments. Senators asked for $18 million for workforce training. Well, 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 plenty of ask. But where was the Guam legislature when the pandemic broke out a year ago and then since January? They were nowhere near policy that opens the door for this type of spend locally. No research, no analysis, no nothing. In fact, Guam policymakers cut critical services like the Guam Department of Public Health and Social Services and the Guam Memorial Hospital in the 2021 fiscal year budget. Where were the details of the $661 million spend in their efforts last year or even the past two fiscal year budgets that many of these elected officials worked on? My thought? They have absolutely no credibility with this particular effort for how to spend the American Rescue Plan Act money. But it helps the governor tick at least one box from the May 10 rule. This week, she met with them on the letter Behind Closed Doors, a dog and pony show that yielded nothing more than platitudes and snarky sound bites. Won't waste your podcast time to bring them out here and now. It is becoming evident, and I say likely, that Governor Leon Guerrero may take a tack that is similar to Governor Torres in the NMI. In fact, many governors across the nation may do the same. 
let's not kid ourselves. Why, you ask? The governor controls the executive branch and is the responsible party to plan, execute, and report on the projects linked to the ARPA, the governor's signature to obligate. This is identical to what Governor Camacho faced 10 years ago with the ARA program, and the projects from this effort became his legacy. New facilities, hardened infrastructure, a modern Guam. The same will happen for Governor Lou Leon Guerrero. She may task the Guam Economic Development Authority to give more grants to small businesses. The same folks who have been upset with her ongoing pandemic closures that have effectively stopped all commerce in and out of Guam because of her interpretation of the science of COVID. But such an action for more small business grants could place thousands of unemployed Guam residents back to work. No question that nonprofits will see some of the ARP love too. Governor Leon Guerrero may start the build of a new hospital for Guam sooner than later. She is expected to leverage the full resources of GMH, Guam Public Works, and the GSA via the ARPA monies to let the bids to the market. It is likely that mothballed plans will come forward and a new healthcare facility will be built with a December-January groundbreaking to take place. Public Health and the Guam Behavioral and Wellness Center will benefit too. The governor's fiscal team may get the direction to retire GovGuam's long-standing government debt and to modernize the work of each and every line agency of the government. The American Rescue Plan Act will be the vehicle to do this. But this effort is more political than it is practical for the first-term governor of Guam. Strife in year one for Governor Leon Guerrero. A pandemic challenges her administration in year two a reopening of Guam in year three, an election in year four. I have seen it before. Who chooses what gets built? Who chooses the priority? Who can put the resources behind the documents to see $661 million deposited to the Treasury of Guam? Only one person. Governor Lou Leon Guerrero can direct the largest effort to spend the largest amount of federal funds into Guam since the infusion of funds via the Stafford Act for the recovery of the island from Super Typhoon Pong Sungwa that ripped through the Western Pacific in 2002. The governor has led the response effort and will drive the recovery from the coronavirus public health emergency. Her agencies and people have worked around the clock to ensure COVID-19 does not see a widespread outbreak in every corner of the island. Lawmakers don't have that mandate. Special interest groups don't have that mandate. When called to action, they collectively drug their feet on pay issues for first responders and couldn't reappropriate funds to support the pandemic response or made poor decisions in support of the pandemic. Why should Governor Leon Guerrero listen now? when she begins her re-election run in seven months, what makes us think that the work and related efforts to execute the ARPA won't be a campaign issue? Toss in a thorn in her side. The rhetoric of the Guam delegate, who has been too busy passing out cookies on Capitol Hill since January, and before that, Guam Congressman Mike Sinicholas was more inclined to 
try to solve the Robinhood issues facing the American stock market, all in an effort to get a rise on social media from folks who don't vote on Guam. Couple this with the alternatives for governor from the Republican Party, which frankly are few and far between. Words from the GOP standard bearer won't be enough for the $661 million effort. Even lawmakers not friendly to her will rule the day they went up against Governor Liu at this time and prior to the passage of the ARPA. Each groundbreaking, each check, each new gadget will be announced by Governor Liu Leon Guerrero. The political landscape will be painted with the colors of the $661 million set aside for what reason again? Oh yeah, for helping the health and well-being of the American citizen impacted by the ongoing pandemic. Between now and Decision 2022, Democrat political strategists will put these 661 million reasons out for the electorate to consider when asking for her re-election vote. Now, 661 million reasons that her opposition won't have. Not even close. In the run-up to the polls closing, Guam will surely have a different look, thanks to the governor of Guam and her $661 million efforts to improve government services for all the people of Guam. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.